Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. This is the place where you'll find real conversations with real sales leaders about how you can leverage sales technology to get ahead of the pack. Improve your sales numbers by taking advantage of emerging technology before your competitors get there first. They'll share everything from the trends they're seeing in the marketplace to actionable strategies that you can use to make more sales today. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen. And on. Here's your host, Morgan Williams. Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Williams. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing Anthony Blattner. Anthony is the advertising director of Modern Media, a LinkedIn advertising agency that scales your B2B products and services. After working with hundreds of software products, SaaS platforms, and professional services, and managing millions of ad spend, Anthony's team has developed a lead generation framework that is signing up dozens of qualified B2B leads each month for each of their clients. This is not about posting on social, not about spamming connection requests, not email, and not Facebook ads. It's using the world's largest B2B business directory to buy ads so you can target bigger customers and generate sales leads and automate your pipeline. Anthony, thanks for joining me today. Hey, Morgan. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Can you walk us through your background on how it's led to what you're doing now at Modern Media? Sure. So I come from the software and tech space background. Um, originally moved to Austin back in the day to work for IBM in their e-commerce consulting division. So I was on the team at IBM that would go out to other companies and help them build their e-commerce stores. <clears throat> so I did software development. We helped out with marketing and like all that stuff for the store. Um, kind of saw the big enterprise side of things and... Being in Austin while doing that, I also fell in love with the startup community here. So worked at IBM for a number of years and then eventually spun off to start my own uh, mobile app development firm. Mobile was kind of up and coming at the time. It was fun to work on. It was new. I was kind of doing it on the side just for fun. So eventually started my own business in that area. And then in the mobile app agency, we had, we had a variety of clients that we got to work with. Some good-sized companies, some new startups, some did really well with their app, you know, they put in the app store, they launched it, they scaled it. A number of them got investment, a couple got acquired. We work with the University of Texas and a couple other big universities. So we saw some apps do super well with, with a good marketing and distribution plan. And I saw other companies, startups and other companies that would build just as good of an app. And if they didn't have the marketing behind it afterwards, it would we'd launch it, but then it would just sit there and not go anywhere. So saw the need and the opportunity for that. I uh, saw how much like time and effort these companies are putting into developing the software. And if they didn't have the marketing afterwards, then it was just kind of dead in the water after you launch it. So worked on the mobile app company for a number of years. And then I sold that a few years ago and decided to focus on marketing full-time for the new company. So I knew I wanted to get into marketing. Um, so I started this marketing agency. And as I got into marketing, you know, my background, the tech 
space, software and stuff. So getting started, I did kind of help companies with a number of different things. We helped with SEO, we did Facebook ads, Google ads. So I've done a lot of different types of marketing, but for all those clients, I repeatedly found that like LinkedIn was the best place for them. Just being in the B2B tech space, you know, most of these companies needed to sell or target a specific decision maker and it's usually a higher price point product. So we just, you know, a lot of those companies weren't having success with Facebook ads or weren't having success with Google ads and just finding over and over again that LinkedIn was the best place for them. So since kind of realizing that over the last few years, we've been LinkedIn focused. So our campaigns are primarily LinkedIn based and yeah, that's how we got into LinkedIn. What would you say the main differentiator is when it comes to advertising on LinkedIn versus other platforms like Facebook and Google? Oh, the main differentiator is the targeting options that you have on LinkedIn. LinkedIn's pretty much the only place that has a lot of these targeting options to be able to say, this is the industry, this is the company size, and this is the job title of the person that I want to target. That just doesn't exist in most other platforms. Facebook has a few where you can say job title, but um, the number of people that really put their full job title into Facebook is very few. So even if you do right. use that, it's a very small audience. It's probably not up to date, you know, might not be up to date. You don't get company size and stuff like that. So uh, main differentiator is the targeting options for sure. Gotcha. There's more people you're looking to go after on LinkedIn, most likely, right? And you're able to target those people, like you said, drill down to company size and title, where Facebook, it's kind of just like an afterthought and may not be as updated. Anything else when it comes to like just advertising on LinkedIn that, that really sticks out for you? People are in a business mindset when they're on LinkedIn versus when you're on Facebook, you're mostly, you're primarily communicating with friends and family. And that's why on, on Facebook, I've done a lot of Facebook ads and like on Facebook, sure the cutesy videos do well. You know, you're communicating with your, you're talking to your family, you're liking your friends' posts. You know, seeing business stuff, takes you into a different mindset. And sure, a lot of business people are on Facebook, but also they're not, they, it's probably after work or they're not as interested in looking into business things during those times. Sure. On LinkedIn, they're in a business mindset. They're open to reading about business things. So, so yeah, the mindset that people are in. Yeah. You may have the same person who, you know, they're on LinkedIn, they're going to be later in their career and they're on LinkedIn because they're looking to network with people. But that same person goes on Facebook to look at pictures of their grandchildren. They're not like looking for that at the same time. So totally understand that targeting and the mindset of the user when they're on the platform. So can you touch on just like at a high level, the overall B2B marketing funnel when it comes to like using LinkedIn as a, a traffic source or a way to find prospects? Yeah. So LinkedIn's awesome and it gives you very high, very high quality traffic. LinkedIn is just one piece of the puzzle. Thinking of the bigger picture, you have your marketing funnel and you know, maybe you're starting with LinkedIn advertising, you're acquiring your traffic there. LinkedIn is great for a top of funnel, starting the conversation, finding these people in your, in your niche, starting the conversation. LinkedIn is a more expensive ads platform to use. So, you know, LinkedIn is a great place to acquire your, your traffic and start the conversation, but then you want to be able to continue the conversation via other means, other typically cheaper means afterwards. So, Get them to sign up via LinkedIn or get them into your funnel via LinkedIn. And then, you know, the rest of your funnel, once somebody's a lead, then, you know, continue the conversation typically over email, maybe an outbound sales conversation, um, retargeting them in other places. So we do often do retargeting on Facebook 
and Google because it's easier and faster to do it there and cheaper. So LinkedIn is a more expensive traffic source. You kind of pay for the high quality data that they have available. So acquire your traffic there and then work people through the funnel through other means. So most of the time for the stuff that we're working on, most B2B companies are looking to end goals to, you know, when you have like this higher price point services or software, the first step is usually sign up for a consultation or mm-hmm. schedule a demo. It's not as much like e-commerce straight checkout campaigns. So it's usually lead generation on the front end and then moving people to sign up for a call in the, in the next steps. So we'll build that into our funnels where there might be a few steps people walk through when they get some information and then they have the opportunity to take the next step and then go book that call. Is LinkedIn cost per click? You have the option to bid CPC or CPM. Most of the time you're bidding CPC. So, so you are usually paying for every click and kind of how that works into the campaigns is you, you're usually only paying for clicks. So mm-hmm. you want to be very clear and direct on what it is that you're advertising, who you're speaking to and what you're offering because you want to reduce any irrelevant clicks. Gotcha. So in the funnel you're creating, you're moving from an ad to sign up for an ad to booking a sales meeting. Is that typically uh, your process? Usually, most of our campaigns are lead magnet focused. So okay. you're offering something of value to somebody in your target audience there. Where mm-hmm. if you think about it, you know, most people haven't, for the most part, most people haven't heard about your company, unless you're a mainstream brand, most people have not heard about your company before. They don't recognize your name or your logo. So starting, there's a lot around like the lead magnet strategy as far as like what topic do you pick? You want to pick a topic that is top of mind for your prospect, a pain point that they're having, offer them you know, a way to teach them something about that typically. And they're going to sign up to receive it. That starts the conversation, gives them a reason to sign up, to learn something, to download something. And then you continue that relationship from there. Gotcha. Two follow-ups on that. Everything is dead now, right? Ebooks are dead. Webinars are dead. You know, <laughs> everything's dead. So what types of lead magnet, like that medium that you're putting your message through are people most responsive to right now? Yeah, that's a good question. And with those other formats that you mentioned, the thing is, it's a psychological thing where mm. if I'm signing up to download an ebook, like in my mind, that's probably a big PDF that I'm going to download and then have to sit there and read. And in my average day, I don't want to carve out an hour to go read an ebook. Right. With a webinar in my mind, I know that I have to set aside time some point in the future. I need to put it on my calendar and I need to then show up at that time and then sit through this webinar. So there's like these psychological things with it. And just naturally those have lower conversion rates because of that. So we find that the best assets are short and easy downloadables, usually one to three page PDFs, call them like a checklist, a white paper that gives somebody a quick win. And they know that they can quickly read over this and learn something from it, but not have to spend a ton of time reading through all of it. Gotcha. So short and has utility that when they can use immediately implement. Can you give us an example of just, you know, topic pain point that you've seen that salt that uh, lead magnet has solved really well on LinkedIn? Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of like current events. I'd say when COVID first hit, we actually moved a lot of messaging to being COVID related or like for the clients that it made sense that who, who might serve into this market at this time or like have, digital or remote offerings, moving to that type of messaging was just very timely and very topical for people. So that that did very well. It was like how to, there's a couple that I could think about how to transition your team during these difficult times. That was like a guide or a white paper. That one did very well. But the bigger picture is like 
it's whatever is topical and top of mind for your audience. So mm-hmm. you know, whether it's COVID or not, there's different problems that people have in your audience. So you really got to think about what it is that your audience is dealing with. We're actually finding now that COVID, now that it's been a few months, that messaging is actually getting to be a little noisy where now everyone's talking about right. it. We're actually switching a lot of our messaging back. We're seeing how different campaigns and ads are performing, but we're newer ones. We're you know maybe still leaving some COVID-related things in there, but for the most part, a lot of it's not COVID-related. Okay, so staying current events, relevance, something that's happening now that works well, and understanding your industry and your prospect, what they're dealing with, and tapping into that pain point. Yeah, exactly. Right? Got it. We were talking on LinkedIn earlier today and you sent me this, uh, said that what works in LinkedIn ads, it's quite different from Facebook and Google. Can you go into that? Sure. The big issues that I see with most people is, is most people have probably tried out Facebook advertising. And for some companies, sure, Facebook advertising does work. And a lot of companies that I do talk to who might be moving from Facebook to LinkedIn, their approach is, hey, this is working in Facebook. Let's go take this and move it over to LinkedIn. And I see that be problematic a lot of times. The first reason is on the targeting side, on Facebook, you're usually giving Facebook a big audience and you say, you let the AI algorithm go find the best people for you in that audience. The way that Facebook's AI works is you give it that big audience and it's going to go, depending on who's converting and who's clicking on your ad and spending time on it, it's going to optimize towards those type of people. So it's beneficial to give it a big audience and let the AI algorithm do the work. On LinkedIn, you have the exact targeting that you need in the most cases. So you don't want to just give it a big audience and let it go guess for you. You want to be specific on, hey, I know I want technology leaders in this industry at this size of company. So just target those specific people. We see when we give it, when we see an audience that's like really big, we know we have opportunity to get more specific within that audience. So general ranges, we shoot for between 20 to 80,000 people in the audience. If it's bigger than 80,000, then I'm like, you know, we have the opportunity to add more filters onto this to get even more specific on your target customer. So targeting is one thing. Uh, The second thing is on the type of creative you see a lot of people use. And this kind of goes into the bidding a little bit too, is on Facebook. On Facebook, you're usually paying CPM. So for every impression. So on Facebook, you see a lot of creative that is kind of curiosity invoking of like, they kind of draw the click in. They're like, hey, click here to learn more. Like they grab your attention, click here to learn more because they want to draw as many people in because you know they're paying for all these impressions, whether people click or not. So they want to maximize the amount of traffic going through the funnel. On LinkedIn, you're usually paying CPC. So you're, you're only paying for clicks. So what you actually want to do on LinkedIn is be very direct and to the point on who it is you're talking to and what it is you're offering because you don't want any irrelevant clicks. And also because LinkedIn's cost per click is usually quite a bit higher. You don't want to be paying for clicks of people who don't really know or who aren't really interested in what you have to offer. Sure. And that's one thing I've heard about uh, LinkedIn advertising is that the CPCs are high. There's a floor, right? What do those typically look like? Yeah, that's a good question. The floor is about four bucks cost per CPC in the US. Also the US, it's about two bucks. Also depends on the type of ad unit you're using. So for sponsored content in the newsfeed, it's that those prices, text ads are a little bit cheaper. Sponsored email ads, you pay per send. So floor in the US for sponsored content and ad in someone's newsfeed is about four bucks minimum CPC. We actually see usually it's more of like between six to 12 bucks is what you're you know effectively going to pay um, 
you know, higher for the more upper level people and the more competitive audiences you're going to target. So if you want to target Fortune 500 company CEOs, you're going to be on, on way on the upper end of that. Um, if you're targeting a larger, less competitive audience, you know, you might be on the lower end of that. So okay. average CPC range is between six to 12 bucks. I imagine that LinkedIn advertising right now, there's a lot of opportunity because when you're talking about being direct, uh, very narrow targeting, I'm imagining that you can get super specific about, you know, the companies and titles that you're talking to and that people respond really well to that. Because the ads I see on LinkedIn now are, they kind of like just billboards, and maybe because like I'm not a C-level person, so people aren't targeting me like that. But since the ad platform isn't as mature as Facebook or something like that, there's just more people in there, more competition. I feel like with the creativity you're bringing to the table, people have an opportunity to really get attention right now on LinkedIn by using their advertising. Yeah, I'd say LinkedIn is definitely an underused channel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as far as like ad quality, you know, it does go down to the advertiser who's running that ad. And sure. it, might just be, it might just be, you know, Joe Smith at some company being like, hey, I'll try out LinkedIn ads. Yeah. <laughs> if you see bad ads, send them to me and I'll just- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For sure. You also mentioned before about targeting bigger customers. So I'd, I'd love to hear about that. Yeah. So the companies that are the best fit for LinkedIn are usually the ones that need to target bigger companies, more niche decision makers. So I usually say, you know, niche decision makers. So like, what does that mean? That is somebody who is very specific. And and a lot of times when we talk to people, it's, you know, what is the specific industry they're in? What is the specific company size or, or range of company sizes? And then what is the specific job title that we want to target? For example, we have a lot of campaigns that are targeting HR directors. Mm. Um, we have campaigns that are targeting, you know, IT admins and stuff like that. And, you know, a lot of these people, sure, they're on Facebook as well, but finding them on Facebook is like a needle in the haystack yeah. where you could give the AI algorithm this giant audience, but the ch- even the chance of the AI algorithm randomly testing and finding that person and then being able to optimize towards that audience is just so few that in a lot of the cases, you just can't target these people on other platforms. So when you need to target that niche decision maker and for a lot of these B2B companies that I I work with, whether it's a SaaS platform or a service, they usually have a higher price point offering. They're selling to bigger companies and the only place to be able to do that is LinkedIn. Gotcha. So let's talk about Modern Media, your agency. Who's your like ideal customer? Um, what are some of the types of things that you guys do? I'd love to hear just more about that. Yeah. So we specialize in helping our clients with B2B lead generation campaigns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we'll do is we, since we are LinkedIn focused. We start with LinkedIn ad campaigns that are going to drive you, you know, very high quality traffic starting on LinkedIn. But like I mentioned, LinkedIn is just kind of the first step in that puzzle. So what we'll do is help you build out the next couple steps in your funnel. The best customers, you know, the best clients that we work with, you know, what we look for is companies that have that initial decision maker they need to target to make sure that they're a good fit for LinkedIn. You should have a higher price point so that the ROI makes sense. You know, if you're paying more per click on LinkedIn, your resulting cost per lead is also going to be higher. So your ending LTV of your customer needs to be high enough for this to make sense ROI wise. So you need to have a high LTV for your customer, a higher price point. Um, and then also because, you know, this is just starting the conversation, this is top of funnel, you need to have the 
sales process in place to be able to go work your leads and close your leads afterwards. So the best partners are ones where we're going to help you acquire those leads and put together the next couple steps in the sales funnel. So getting somebody to a phone call, what the companies need to be able to do is have the sales follow up in place, which is usually like a, you know, email sequences, having sales people to be able to take those calls and also call out to your leads so that you're maximizing your conversion rates afterwards. Gotcha. So you are handling everything from finding that person on their prospect list so that those companies need to get in front of those decision makers, everything up until the point where they have like booked that sales call. Yeah. So you're essentially helping companies get land these bigger customers and getting them on the phone using LinkedIn in this funnel. So the front of that funnel, LinkedIn, the lead magnet, what does the other, you know, the back end kind of look like? Imagine you guys use email. What does that typically look like? You know, after someone gets that email address, how do they get them on the phone like that? Yeah, good question. So the kind of the reason why we help with this part is because, you know, generally you want to have a very focused flow for somebody to go through because if we're starting with a lead magnet focused campaign, the client's goal is really to get somebody on the phone and to have a sales sales call with mm-hmm. a prospect. So number one, we want to make sure we're getting you people that are potential buyers for what you're offering. We want to get them to that phone call. So we want to have a sequential process. So we'll build the landing pages that someone's going to go to after they opt in to receive that lead magnet or piece of content and then have the following call to action on that landing page to be, you read this, then the next step is to go on to book a call with the team. There's some messaging there that gives them a reason to go take that opportunity, take that next step and book a call. So it's the sequences of steps in the funnel to get there. And then also, yeah, when somebody opts in for the lead magnet, you want to have a couple emails that go out to them. Um, typically over the next few days, you know, number one is to deliver that lead magnet. Hey, you signed up for this. Here it is. And then a follow-up to say, you know, you got that piece of content, you learned that thing, here's the next step to go. You know, you're obviously interested in solving this problem. Here's the next step in, in doing that. And here's how we can help you. So those are the next couple steps. And like I said, what really helps you maximize that afterwards is getting into, you know, B2B sales cycles are just longer. And I'm okay. sure you that being in sales. So while somebody might be a perfect prospect, today might not be the best time for it. But you know, maybe within the next month or so, then they're going to have the opportunity or like then, then it's going to be top of mind for them. So you need to be able to stay in touch with people. So generally what we recommend is over the first two weeks, you should have several touch points over email. And then over the next like 90 or more days, maybe you move to like a weekly email or monthly email at that point to keep yourself top of mind. So when that person enters the buying cycle at some point, then you're top of mind and then they go to you. Gotcha. That's in place before it gets to the salesperson or is the salesperson like in charge of, you know, after those several emails, once they've opted in, if they haven't converted it, then the salesperson kind of takes over and stays in touch with them. Yeah. I think it's all a multi-channel approach. So email is great. And well, email is great because you can automate it. Mm -hmm. Having that human touch outreach is, is that's a extremely effective channel. So sure. What we recommend is, you know, over the first couple of weeks, you should have a lot of touch points in there. I recommend within that, you know, the first like probably 48 hours, maybe three days, that's when a salesperson should be reaching out one-on-one, just that personal connection, you know, calling out to them or sending a personalized email so that they know it's not just a automated email. That's what's going to maximize your number of sales appointments that you get out of it. So yeah, multi-channel approach. Cool. And before you mentioned 
for this to be feasible, you have to have a higher price point and a high LTV. What does that look like in dollars? Yeah, so usually over 10K for your LTV for your customer. Okay. That's why it makes sense. Quite a bit higher price point, but for the most part, a lot of like SaaS software, a lot of professional services, you know, those, those are the ones that really fit that bucket. As far as types of companies, what types of companies advertising on LinkedIn have you seen most effective? Yeah, good question. So for there, I think about, or like the stats are, it's who's who are the people that are most using LinkedIn? And mm-hmm. in general, sure, it's like, it's maybe a little bit younger population, more of a digital audience. You know, those type of people are the ones that are just online and using the internet more. So LinkedIn is one of those one of those channels. But LinkedIn has a very big job feature to it. So mm-hmm. you see a lot of people who are hunting for jobs on LinkedIn. You also see a lot of HR managers who are hiring for jobs on LinkedIn. Sure. So HR is a giant category on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I think the number one is the IT category, just because all those people are all very digitally focused. Um, Mm -hmm. They're all online. So it's IT, HR, and then after that, it's getting into like finance professionals. That's a big category. The finance professionals are on there because they're looking to establish their professional profile. Sure. Now, I know you handle LinkedIn advertising, but I just have a platform question for you just in general. Uh, LinkedIn's grown a lot in the past, you know, two to three years. And I have a feeling that a lot of these organic outreach methods, you know, direct messaging and what have you, they're already not as effective as they used to be. But I have a feeling that, you know, how these platforms are, they're going to drop the hammer soon, right? And something's going to happen because you got to buy ads. What do you see happening with LinkedIn, you know, your best guess in the next like 24 months? So I think it's a really exciting time for LinkedIn. I think you're definitely right on the things that that you're saying. (laughs) I do think it's going in that direction. So I'm really excited for LinkedIn because we've seen a number of new features just in the last few months roll out from LinkedIn. Mm, Yeah, that's true. LinkedIn Live a number of months ago, but then more recently, LinkedIn events have come out, LinkedIn polls, um, LinkedIn conversation ads, which are a new ad style for the Mm. messaging feature. And LinkedIn stories are in beta right now. So there's a lot of new features that are rolling out that I'm really excited to see on the platform. From a high level, sure, we do see LinkedIn tends to follow Facebook in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. but Facebook's following how people use social media. So LinkedIn is kind of catching up a lot of those areas, but we can see the direction it's going to go. It's going to follow, continue to follow that Facebook direction in a lot of ways. So I'm excited for that stuff. I think they're going to get better at banning those bots or like limiting them, you know, I'll sure look platforms like this, it's going to be more of a pay to play in a lot of these ways. Yeah. So my hunch is you know, maybe at some point in the future, they might limit the number of free connection requests that you can send other people mm. after some point, then you need to, there's probably gonna be levels of like, after some point then you need to pay for sales navigator. And then you know, maybe even sales navigator will have some limit on it. And then those limits might get tighter and tighter and the price might get higher or maybe they just get do better at just banning those bots because yeah, I get a lot of connection requests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you think groups will ever work? Oh, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) They've been trying to do groups forever. It's funny, like, (laughs) seeing how much focus Facebook has put on those groups. So Mm -hmm. my hope is, is, again, like, I hope LinkedIn does follow Facebook in that way because I'm very active in a number of Facebook groups that are both business and non-business focused. So my hope is that LinkedIn groups in the business sense 
get a lot more love. So yeah, I would love to use LinkedIn groups more. Um, mm-hmm. I hope so. <laughs> I, I love, I mean, Facebook, I use mainly messenger and groups and the groups are great on Facebook. So I'd love to see that on LinkedIn too. I hope it can work. Now it's just a lot of spam and, you know, <laughs> but, just promote like there's all these spam bots that join these groups and then they just yeah. send links to the group and then you like go check out the group and you're like the last 10 posts don't make any sense. You yeah. Know, I'm not going to go back here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, that's awesome. Anthony, it's been great chatting with you. How can people get in touch with you if they're interested in talking about some things you mentioned today? Yeah. So you can find me on LinkedIn. I am the only Anthony Blattner on LinkedIn. So yeah. <laughs> If you reach out, do put something in the connection request message so I know you're not one of those bots. <laughs> but then outside of LinkedIn, you can shoot me an email. My email is anthony at modernmedia.io. And then our website, of course, is modernmedia.io. If you're looking to learn more about LinkedIn ads, we've, we have a number of posts in our blog um, with tips and best practices just around LinkedIn ads. So if you're free to go check those out or shoot me an email, and happy to help. Awesome. Thanks again for chatting with me today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. If you love what you heard, be sure to head back to morgandwilliams.com and go over to the podcast page for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on the next value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week and make sure to take action.